Hello and welcome to episode 45 of The Brand Lounge, the place for unfiltered conversations on big topics for small businesses. I'm Tammy Heels, founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant, and I help service-based businesses to define their brand and build a marketing strategy that works to their unique strengths and preferences. And today I am joined by the wonderful Yasmin Mirdamad, social media specialist at her business, Aloha Social Marketing. I'm so excited to have you here today, Yaz. Thank you so much, Tammy. I'm really, really uh, happy to be here and talk all about social media. Yeah, super stoked for this episode. So yes, today, listeners, Yaz and I are going to be talking about the value of social media hashtags, which feels like just yet another thing that you need to know about within your marketing. And if you're anything like other independent business owners, Things like hashtags can often be pushed down to the bottom of the list. So hopefully today, Yaz and I can demystify some of the misconceptions around hashtags and help you understand what they are, how they help you, and what you can do to start using them effectively. So Yaz, I love to start each episode by making sure that everyone's on the same page because, hey, you know, we're all at different stages in our business. So can we kick off by just establishing what is a hashtag? (laughs) Ah, the dark art of a hashtag. Well, um, so in a nutshell, or in a coconut shell in my case, uh, hashtags um, basically help the visibility um, of a post, um, aka your business, and they also help to increase engagement. And that's kind of like, I could go on about it, but that is in a nutshell, to keep it simple, what hashtags do for businesses. Um, I feel like there's so much information out there about hashtags. I just feel like it needs to be put in one line. So hopefully that clarifies a lot about a hashtag um, and what it does. Yeah, absolutely. I think that keeping it simple, because I feel like you either get the people who don't have a clue who are trying to find information, but they don't know what they're looking for. Because if you don't know what it is, it's hard to know what to look for. And then you hear other people are looking for it. So you're like, oh, I better look for it, but I don't really know what I'm looking for. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like we have to sort of step away sometimes into our own lanes and think, what do I need to know about hashtags? Or what do I need to know about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the next question is if it's the driving engagement and visibility, Mm -hmm. like they kind of, for me at least, it felt like they kind of came out of nowhere. And I don't know whether I was just a late adopter to it because Instagram wasn't my preferred platform for a while in my business. And I feel like they were quite prolific with Instagram first. Would you say that was fair? But now they're kind of across everywhere. Absolutely. So uh, initially, hashtags were kind of a bit of a, I don't know, because uh, I was part of the, you know, I'm part of the Instagram um journey from the beginning I guess you could say so I I do remember putting hashtags but they didn't like you said they didn't really mean anything we still don't really know the insides and out of it even today but what we do know is that hashtags have evolved and they are part now of um of your social marketing strategy as a whole without them your posts will have around 40% less chance of being seen so with engagement being quite difficult to get to get anyway and organically these are just kind of like think of it as an add-on tool um to the post just to help boost that that visibility 
So would you say it was fair that they were more beneficial for organic marketing as opposed to paid marketing? So it really is beneficial for small business owners if they're not quite at that stage of investing financially, potentially hashtags is one of the tools they could use. 100%. And it is an art in itself, can I just say. I think like further down, we're going to talk about it. But um, yeah, don't. It's, it's about experimenting with hashtags. And believe it or not, there's actually no right answer. Nobody actually knows the right answer. And that's what I actually love about social media. It just keeps you guessing and it keeps you working harder. So I feel like myself included, you know, I specialize in, in this, this subject and we keep looking for more information and keep looking for that right answer, but there isn't one. It's about what works for you individually as a business owner and a small business owner. Unfortunately, you have to figure it out. And there's no easy answer, there's no easy solution, but I can definitely give you some tips on how to make your life easier. Yeah, I think I think everything with social media is trial and error because there are so many gurus. I use that word a lot. There are so many gurus out there who are like, if you do it my way, you'll get my results when actually you can't guarantee that and that's not necessarily right for you. So having that trial and error period, but it does start from understanding kind of the foundations of it, which is why we're having this conversation today, because I feel like there's a lot of assumptions that are around hashtags. And I do the same. Like I have assumptions on how hashtags work and my journey through using them was I thought that they were quite ridiculous. So I started using them quite ironically when I first did. And I'd put like, like little sassy comments in there with a hashtag at the front. And then actually understanding the purpose behind them allowed me to see how to use them more effectively. But then, like you said, it's experimentation and trial and error because it's not what helps your business. It's getting your business to be seen. Yeah, exactly. And it's figuring it out as you go. That's just the way it is. It's the same with everything, I feel like, in business. And hashtags, as I said, is a, is a job in itself. Um, and requires man hours to figure it out. <laughs> but like I said, if you've got a foundation at least that will help you start off so you're not spending your valuable time just Googling and researching and copying because yeah. like what works for one person um, in their hashtag strategy might not actually work for you. So that's what I think I want to dig deep in. Yeah, absolutely. So that is perfect segue yeah. on to the next bit, which is where we're going to be talking a little bit about kind of what a hashtag strategy actually is and why it's important. So do you want to just take it from here and talk a little bit around kind of a hashtag strategy? So, wow, where do I begin? So hashtag strategy, I begin a hash, well, a hashtag strategy is the same as every other strategy, it's an approach to something. And in this case, we're approaching how to make our posts more visible. And like you said, this isn't just Instagram, this is across now all business platforms or all social platforms that you may use for business. Um, and in this case, I would always suggest starting um, with hashtag sets. Um, and these hashtag sets um, within that hashtag strategy um, they relate to your content pillars or content themes, as some people like to call them. So these are content pillars are things that you're going to post about. They give you a guideline and they frame your posts and your content so that you're not talking one day about business and the next day you're talking about space. So they keep it nicely aligned. They keep it nicely, you know, tidy. They keep your, you know, they keep you 
having something to talk about as well, which is the most important thing. We've all been there where we're just like, wow, I feel like I have something to say, but I just don't really know how to say it. So these content um, pillars, they they act as prompts to of things that you should be talking about. So that's that's what we will use to basically um, framework our whole strategy. And then within those content pillars, you have hashtag sets for each of those. Now with content pillars, you tend to have well, I tend to have between three and nine uh, for the businesses that I work with. We like to keep it an odd number and in threes because Instagram works in threes. So if you wanted to produce um, an aesthetically um, strategic grid um, an Instagram, you know, you want artwork every other post. This is a really great way to make sure that you can create a pattern and it can be consistent as well. So, you know, you have your content pillars in threes and with each content pillar you'll have a hashtag set that will go with that Um, and it will be based around that topic as well and a lot of the time your hashtag sets will be similar to each other which is fine they might just have the odd extra keyword you know Um, a client of mine for example she she works as a system strategist so her hashtags will pretty much be the same but every now and then we talk about um for example like tech tools so we'll have tech tools in there and then another post will be work management so we'll just have hashtag work management in there so that's the core part of a hashtag strategy I think we're going to talk a little bit about research I don't know I don't want to jump the gun too much but if it feels relevant to talk about it now then let's talk about it now because yeah I'd rather not stunt the conversation by waiting until later (laughs) Yeah, no problemo. So, well, basically as well, to go with the hashtag sets, a lot of people uh, are wondering how many hashtags do we need? Should we be using? And again, there's no right answer, but Instagram kind of tell you in their maximum allowance that 30 is the maximum. Uh, So I usually uh, recommend using between 20 and 30 hashtags for some form of uh, performance response. Um, And a lot of, well, another misconception is that where the hell do you put them? (laughs) A lot of people are like, no, you have to put them in the comments. And then other people are like, no, you have to put them in the caption. And then some people are like, we're going to divide them. Again, there's no right answer there. It's whatever you feel aesthetically works for you. Um, And I personally recently only adopted um my hashtag strategy was where I just put like alphabetically so I put my hashtags in alphabetical order and I put them down in a line because I didn't like the way the paragraph like of hashtags was taking up that space you know it just didn't look aesthetically pleasing for for me and my posts are quite um information heavy and content heavy so I didn't want to overload people with that um so that's my strategy but other people might want to put them in paragraphs so you know that you can personalize that strategy there's no right or wrong answer but these are ideas that will help you to get started and well on your way so I hope that yeah I hope that's a good starting point <laughs> I think that that's fantastic and I love the fact that you're relating it back to the content pillars because um from a brand perspective and keeping everything from your business and your brand coherent if you're basing any form of strategy off of something that is very like heart-centered towards your brand so something like your content pillars which will be the key topics that you want to be known for then your hashtags are automatically going to be connecting with the audience that are looking for those and I think that that's something that I would love to talk about as well because um, one of the misconceptions that I had was that the 
hashtags had to relate directly to my business and I could word them in a way that I wanted to when actually my understanding now and I'd love to get your viewpoint on this well is that you need to be using the hashtags that your ideal client will be searching for rather than the ones that you want to use if that makes sense absolutely so nowadays people are following hashtags more than they are people so it's a really good idea to also follow hashtags that are related to your industry so that you can also keep connected with what other people are posting um, on a similar level as you Um, and it's also a good way to to understand how people are going to find you. So the best way I always say is to analyze your own like habits. So when I see, I follow hashtags that are quite generic, like hashtag small business, hashtag, um, you know, business owners, hashtag social media tips. So they're quite generic. So, and I, and they're very keywords heavy. So I feel like hashtags are now going to become a bit more of a keyword heavy tool. So it's going to be, kind of like SEO, if you like, and that's how it's going to go forward. So with hashtags, and I've played around with what kind of hashtags you should use. Should you use the really popular ones or should you use niche ones? I would say maybe experiment with both. Experiment one with quite broad hashtags. Explore, on the other hand, hashtags that combine both kind of niche and broad hashtags. Why not do 15 and 15? Um, and then try a post with very niche hashtags. This is a, quite a fast track way to figure it out. And you'll work out which ones perform best. I mean, we all know that posts with photos of people and real elements work much better than artwork. So I would suggest working it out with using pictures so that you can get like an accurate response. Because obviously we know if you post one hashtag set with artwork it's not going to perform well anyway so I would always say try using photos to conduct a little experiment you can archive or delete the post later um, so there's no issue there but that's yeah that's definitely one of the things I would suggest and you can find hashtags um, using using each social media platform's search tool like a lot of the time we look elsewhere for apps and things like that. The tools are right there in front of you. You don't need to go elsewhere. You don't need to crowd your phone. You don't need to crowd everything with loads of different tools and apps where the answers are right in front of you. I'm a big, actually big believer in using what the tool has to offer. So like if Instagram have something to offer, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use that explore page. I'm going to use the search bar. Um, And I'll start off by searching hashtag, let's say small business while we're on the subject. And it will also come up with not only how many people use that hashtag, so you can get to know how broad or how niche it is, but it will also come up with similar hashtags. It used to be my old hashtag workshop. I actually talked a lot about, oh, you can look at a hashtag in the search bar. And when you clicked on it in the results bar, it would have relative hashtags related. So it was a nice, easy pattern. Now they've stopped that. Don't ask me why. Maybe they figured me out. (laughs) So they don't offer that anymore, which is really annoying. So we have to work a little bit harder to find out what related hashtags there are. Um, One really handy tool I do use um, and a tool that helps me with hashtag sets is a website called uh, www.best-hashtag.com. Dot com, um, and they're always going to produce the most popular hashtags. So I wouldn't suggest using all of them or straight up copy and pasting, but it gives you a good place to start when you're looking for a specific topic related to your business or your industry. Yeah, I think that that's a brilliant place to start as well, is, is getting a feel for the hashtags. I think 
starting with the hashtags that you come up with off the top of your head and then seeing the ones that are related to it so you can maybe fill in some gaps that you hadn't thought of potentially and it's also a really good idea to actually I always go with about 25 hashtags on my post because it leaves some room for that bit of attitude and personality that I want to put in there which is nice so you know you don't have to always keep it so wooden you can you know leave five extra hashtags root like that room for also daily hashtags like if it's Monday Monday motivation Tuesday tips Wednesday yeah. wisdom so leave that extra bit of room for some personality and um and flexibility in there as well I would suggest awesome I love that um also I want to touch on the fact that you can use your own hashtag as well so oh, yeah branded hashtag branded hashtags which is something that I think I actually saw you use first and then I started using it for mine that's um, it <laughs> they're amazing and I I they don't do much yet. I, I have a theory that eventually they'll become something or branded hashtags will have a, a bigger meaning. But I describe it now when you have a branded hashtag, it takes you to a separate page. And let's say you could do, I mean, now we have Instagram guides, so we might not necessarily need this, but it looks cool. The bigger brands are doing it. And, you know, you know, it kind of adds a bit of personality to it. And it makes you look a bit more like one step ahead of your um, business level. So I describe it that it takes you to a separate page when you click on that branded hashtag and it should have, um, hopefully if no one's jumped on your hashtag wagon, because that's another thing. Some people find the funniest things in there. Um, It should have a sort of nice little grid full of uh, posts that you've associated with that hashtag, which is quite handy. So if there's anything, you know, mine is hashtag planet Aloha, then, you know, it's all things to do with me as a person. You know, so if someone wants to get to know me about it, instead of just tips and social media stuff, there's me. That's my planet. That's where I live. <laughs> the other way that I can see it being really beneficial is if you're running a challenge, if you're running like a short term offer, if you're trying to get other businesses involved and also from a community aspect as well. So, yeah, a few people, if you collaborate to create a hashtag together, it's easier for you to kind of cross promote each other's um posts yeah absolutely that's the other aspect of it is campaigning so it's great for campaigns like you said competitions challenges um there's also a good example of this is there's hashtag um handmade endorse it so that brings the whole community together of handmade makers and we all use that you know have a side business where it's just making handmade jewelry and we use that and it's really nice it connects us all together that's brilliant and i i love the fact that there's this one central thing that doesn't involve having to be part of another group. It doesn't involve having to put more effort, more energy into another community, but you can still be part of something and support others underneath that same common interest. Exactly. It's beautiful, really, yeah. So yeah, I guess finding the hashtags, we've talked a lot around Instagram. I'd love to touch on the other platforms that use them because they are, I mean, Instagram is the king, queen, chief platform for hashtags and is very much set up like you said you can search and follow hashtags which is you know I love doing that there are some there are some really good recipe ones on there but other platforms now or have always been I'm not quite sure but they now utilize hashtags as well and the ones that I can think of off the top of my head would be like Pinterest it seems to be integral for searching Facebook I don't quite know some people say you get penalized for using them. Some people say it's fine. And then LinkedIn as well. Oh, well, I'm happy you brought me on to these because 
um, 100%. Hashtags are vital for all of these platforms as well. Um, and here's a little guide on how to actually utilize hashtags on each one. So let's take uh, Pinterest to start with. Um, hashtags on Pinterest are used as keywords. They help people to find, again, like everything, they do help the visibility of your post. But with, with Pinterest, it's very straightforward. So you have to literally say it as it is. So if you're talking about social media tips, hashtag social media tips. Um, so you're very to the point with Pinterest. And I think there's two categories I'm going to use here. And one is keyword. The other one is a topical hashtag. So Pinterest, yeah, like I said, will be more keyword focused. And that helps Pinterest SEO behind the scenes to locate the right posts for its people. And it very much works. I would suggest maybe five to 10 hashtags on Pinterest as much as you can in there, but not too many because then it just looks spammy. But um, anywhere between five and 10, I would say is a nice balance. Then with LinkedIn and 100% LinkedIn hashtags work um, massively and we need them, for, especially if you're a company as well. Um, if you're posting on you know, part of a company profile, they're super handy um, to have there. And you want maybe... Again, maybe about five hashtags in there. Again, so you don't look too spammy. You know, we have to make sure it looks professional and it's not Instagram. But if people start using LinkedIn like Instagram, you very much soon just start getting ignored. I would definitely suggest around five hashtags. And you can combine these as keywords and topical um, hashtags as well. Can you just clarify what you mean by topical hashtags? Yeah, so like um, topic-based. If you're talking about... Um, like again, I'll just use social media because it's off the top of my head. But if I'm talking about social media, I'll post some various hashtags all topic, all based around the topic of it. So like social media management, social media tips. Um, and then keywords can be like, you know, small business owner. So just linking other things together. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, it's a really good question. So I kind of skipped that bit, didn't I? <laughs> I just thought that I'd clarify now before just carry on nodding along. And then I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I like it. And then finally, Facebook, very much so. I'll and put the nip this in the bud right now. Yes, hashtags do work on Facebook. And yes, they have brought it back recently, only probably in January this year. They do want you to use hashtags for sure. Um, with Facebook's organic reach being so dire at the moment, um, and there is a reason for it. I do believe that they're doing things behind the scenes right now to rework it. I think their focus has been, you know, Mark's focus and the team has been focused purely on Instagram last year to get people through the, you know, the coronavirus and the lockdown. Now I think their focus will come back eventually to Facebook. Also things are happening with Apple. The new update affects somehow, don't ask me, I'm not that kind of tech minded, but is is going to affect the way that uh, Facebook ads work. So I feel like they're doing a lot of things behind the scenes, but for now we might as well add some hashtags because why not? But they do they do increase that reach. Um, and again, similarly to uh, LinkedIn, we'll use a combination of keywords and topical um, hashtags for Facebook, which is quite good. And I would always suggest, again, maybe five to 10 on there. So Instagram is much more... I feel like Instagram is much more forgiving. So you, I, I wonder if it's just because you've got so many. Yeah, it's and it's kind of trendy, isn't it? It's like, they said, it's more like trendy. If you don't put a hashtag on a post or you see someone that doesn't put it, you're like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but right? It's weird now. It's like a desert. It's like tumbleweed. But 
yeah so I don't know like you said it's partly trendy maybe and I feel like you can get away with a bit more sass in your hashtags on Instagram 100 that's why like you sort of be like treat the other platforms like keywords you know like SEO straightforward talking um and also someone actually said they found me on LinkedIn um because they went they typed into the search bar social media manager and I use the hashtag even if it, you know, I'm, I'm management, I actually did put social media manager on a few posts because I thought, oh, if someone's searching for a social media manager, they're going to search it in the search bar. So I'll use that. So that's all, you know, put your role in there as well. Act as if you're search, you're the searcher. Yes, absolutely. Because I mean, as much as we're using hashtags to gain that visibility, we need to make sure that the people who are seeing it that are on that other end are the ones that we want to see it. Yeah. Exactly. You can no longer advertise to the masses. It's all about dialing down that target audience so that it's reachable as a small business, that is. So that's really helpful. And I feel like the next bit that I'd love to talk about is when you're developing like a hashtag strategy, obviously we want to develop the hashtags. You covered the way to build the strategy and the way to research them. So when you're creating this strategy, would you recommend creating hashtags for like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Pinterest from the ones that you're doing from Instagram? Or would you say it's kind of good to have them separate? Like if someone's sitting down for the afternoon going, right, I'm going to write my hashtag strategy. And they're like, right, I've got three content pillars and I post on three different platforms. Would you recommend having like a base structure that you use across all of them? No. So actually, it's a really, really good point and a great question. I would suggest actually only having a hashtag strategy for Instagram. Um, And the rest, when I tailor the posts or recycle the Instagram posts for the other platforms, I very much do it individually. So let's say on Pinterest, if I'm posting tips, I'll actually go in the search to find the hashtags. I go in the search bar um, as I'm posting it. I don't know if, if anyone uses Pinterest, they hopefully know what I mean. And you type in, you know, start typing social media and it'll come up with the top trending keywords or keyword phrases that then that's what I use for my hashtags. And the same with LinkedIn. Um, I start type, you know, if you start putting hashtag at the end of a post, it kind of comes up with some suggestions. Um, and also, like I said, just say every post might be different. Just depict any keywords and in that post and use that as, as your hashtag. And it also, like you said, helps people find exactly what the post is about. You don't want any like, you know, you're talking about something completely different to what they've searched for. So or what's popped up on their feed. So that's a great way to keep it quite um, specialized. Interesting. I love that, that it's, you know, I love that you only have to do a strategy for. Oh, I love a strategy. (laughs) And the other part of the strategy that I would love to have a conversation around as well would be, it's not just about what you're posting from the hashtags, but it's also how you use hashtags as a business owner. We've talked around how people find you using hashtags, but it's also about you trying to find your ideal client as well. So can you share a little bit around that from a business perspective? Yeah, it's very interesting, actually. You want to put your client shoes on, your potential client shoes on and be like, right. So if I'm looking for a brand designer, let's see, what would I look for if I'm interested in that? area what would what would bring me to that person so a good way to sort of if you're quite visual uh person a good way to do it is to sort of draw a map of like client you and then you can kind of create that like a timeline what what little mutual interest will you have with that client 
Um, and this is, again, going back to you can't attract everybody. It's just not possible. And again, it might change. So you can, but it, and that's fine. You can have one specific audience. And then if that doesn't work, we move on and we do it again. But that's a really good way to map out how they're going to find you. So let's say, let's say you're a brand designer. Let's say if you're a new business or a small business owner, you're looking to do a revamp of your, of your business and need a new brand. What am I into? You'll be into things like design. So hashtag design. You'll be into things like other small businesses. So maybe there's another brand designer who's a small business. So you'll follow that hashtag. So it's about sort of finding those mutual uh, grounds mm-hmm. of which you'll find each other, which I really like because I think that's really nice. I love doing that because I'm like, right, if I'm a social media, like if I'm someone looking for a social media manager, I mean, that's, I mean, to be fair, I'm in the wrong field for that because it's so broad. Like I wouldn't, I honestly struggle. <laughs> But I guess that that's where you can narrow it down by things like thinking outside the box slightly. It'd be things like location and geo, like geographical location as well. That's the other half of hashtags is exactly that. It's the other half is the locational. So, right, if you're going for just next door neighbor, right, where are they? So you like here, I'm like hashtag Dorset, because if I want to attract people in the area, that's what I'll do. And then you can even add a few more and dilute it down to like hashtag pool or hashtag former. Um, so 100% dissect where you are um, so yeah you've got mutual interests and then you've got location hopefully those two using those two will bring each other together quite nicely and a lot of the time your local town will have its own hashtag like you said it will have its communal hashtag so like I said hashtag hand, uh, handmade in Dorset and things like that so when you start searching for hashtag Dorset let's say it'll come up with loads of like Dorset business or other things that you can jump on that wagon with. Brilliant. I think that that's really helpful because I think the misconception is that hashtags are just there and you don't really think much past, oh, I have to add them. When actually, if you just spend a little bit of time and actually develop a strategy, even if it's a base level strategy where you have three different types, uh, like three hashtag groups and sets, like you were talking about earlier that you use depending on the content that you're putting out, like you're giving yourself the best chance of being seen by the people that you want to be seen by. I just think, why not? It's free. (laughs) Anything that's free, use it. Yeah, absolutely. Anything that will help your business be seen, anything that will help you find your customers better. Like why wouldn't you use it? So I'd love to also touch on, we've talked a lot around how we develop the strategy and the thinking behind it, but I do have a question around the practical side of things. So We talked around the layout of your hashtags, which can be, as I understand it, a just kind of a visual preference. 100% visual preference, aesthetic preference as well. You know, if a post is quite lengthy, maybe find a way to just like, like I said, if it's super lengthy and Instagram's like, whoa, no more words in this caption, which has happened to me before. It happens to me so often. (laughs) I'm like, it's not even that much. (laughs) Oh yeah, this isn't a blog yeah hello got more to say on this subject let me say it but yeah if that's the case you know think about splitting it up into the comments if you like so yeah that's totally a preference there's no proof right now anyway that all that I've heard of that either work better than the other my question about that is so I I heard (laughs) there we go a bit of a say I heard that the reason some people put it in the comments is so that if they're following trending hashtags, they can easily delete a comment and update their hashtags as opposed to having to edit the post itself. But I don't know if that actually, that just seems like a... That's not hard of work to me. 
I've, I mean, that sounds much harder work. She can't edit a comment. You can. Yeah, you'd have to delete it and add them again. Yeah, no, I, I don't know why people do that. I would just edit the post. And actually, uh, like, I've got a great uh, tip that really helps old posts kind of give them a bit of a bump. And I'm not talking about a post you did last year, obviously, but like something that's relevant still, but perhaps didn't perform as well as you wanted it to. And you're like, I don't know why. Right. So, and this, I think it goes, goes on to the next step, which is kind of like tracking the success of your hashtags. Are they working? Are they, or are they not? So this is a good way to a give it a bit of a bump if it hasn't performed as well. Um, it could well, well be the hashtags. I get a lot of my clients who I coach to go back every week and go back on their last few hashtags and put a different hashtag set on it or just reword the hashtags a bit of hard work but then again you put a lot of work into each post so why let it flop or go into the cloud or be like never mind I'll just post something else because you know at some point you're going to run out of well hopefully not but most of us will run out of content or hit brick wall so we want to make sure that every bit we put out there is is really performing as best as it can and usually with posts the percent of engagement is usually around sort of 10 to 20 percent will actually only see your post let alone engage with it so and then from that percentage you're only looking really five to ten percent will engage with you so again like some people are really worried and kind of I know venturing off the hashtag spectrum here but some people are like oh you know 10 likes isn't very good but then they might only have 100 followers so then that's actually not too bad as a ratio so it's keeping that that expectation also in mind so that you don't you know feel disheartened <laughs> and then just really when you have more followers later on archive it and reuse it later when you have more people to see it there's no harm that everybody does it oh absolutely <laughs> we're only hashtag human <laughs> right exactly and we um I spoke with Liz Pusey recently about maximizing your content and yeah like repurposing your posts if you use a different image different graphic update what you're saying to make sure that it's current and then update your hashtags as are relevant you're going to be giving you're not going to run out of content because you've got so much in the bank that you can just reuse yeah, and splice things up. I'm sure she's probably said that as well, you know, splicing things up, getting one bit of a, one little fact you can make into a huge post. <laughs> so, you know, don't worry about giving everything at once. Splice it up and think, try and think sustainable. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. And I was having this conversation with someone the other day and they're like, oh, I really enjoy your podcast, but I I find that I have to listen to it a couple of times. And one, I'm like, <laughs> thank you. Um, but also I totally understand it because whenever you're listening to, whenever you're reading content or consuming content of any length, generally you're only going to have like one or two key takeaways each time that you look at it. So that's okay if you only put one or two key takeaways in each post. If you're doing a list of like the top 10 things, people are only going to maybe take two of those. Exactly. And again, go think about your own habits. How much information can you contain uh, when, when you're listening or reading something? So, you know, that again is part of sustaining that attention span, you know. So 100%, a lot of it is sort of Instagram language. You, when we're talking about Instagram, it is about the language and and then there's a point in there, but you're sort of easing people into it and then you're sort of signing off. Perfect. So when you are looking at tracking your hashtags, I know I know with LinkedIn and Facebook, we're focusing very much on Instagram here because I feel like it's the tool that is most used for Instagram. I kind of feel like LinkedIn and Facebook, you're not going to easily be able to measure your reach. Whereas I believe Instagram actually has 
um, stats that you can see to see how many people have seen your post from hashtags. Can you see in that specific hashtags as well? No, unfortunately not. You can't see that sort of in-depth hashtag analysis. But um, the best way to track the success of a post is to also just keep an eye on your stats. Is the reach going up? What are you and analyzing what's working and even what's not working? Like if something doesn't work or it happens, like if content flops, it's totally fine. Just analyze it and learn from it. What did I do wrong? Maybe it was too long or maybe I didn't put enough hashtags or there wasn't the right hashtags to use or perhaps the artwork wasn't quite engaging enough. So I think like it's like we have a high expectation of ourselves to be like every post has to be amazing. No, it's fine. It's like a shop. Like shop doesn't have, doesn't always have the best clothes. They have to have really quite unattractive clothes and good clothes. It's totally fine. And again, it just means that we're always on our toes. It keeps us learning. Um, and really that it's there to test us all the time. Yeah, I think it's back to that point that seems to come up so often whenever I'm having these business conversations, which is at the end of the day, you need to be doing something consistently to really see the results that you're doing. No one's going to shop from you from one Instagram post. It's highly unlikely. Exactly. Would you? Would you shop from if you if you saw someone with one post? Would you? Would you shop from them? Probably not, because it's about gaining that trust and familiarity, and that's one of the huge expectations. Like social media isn't going to make you rich straight away like obviously I hope it makes everyone rich eventually but it's not if it did we'd all be millionaires and we'd all stop using it because we didn't need it anymore but so there's a reason why it's always testing us because if we got comfortable with it and knew exactly what was going on we wouldn't really use it as much therefore our sales would fall because we couldn't reach anyone so you know it's quite fun when you think about it and you just got to embrace it um, and not put too much pressure on yourself to make it. I even, I was guilty. I watched a webinar today, for example, and I was like, I'm going to see what this is about. And I knew it wasn't for me. It's a webinar for um, someone who wants to run their own social media. But I was like, I'm going to see what they have to say. Safe to say, I did a lot, like they knew, like I had a lot of techniques that they used too. So I was like, great, awesome. And, but mainly the one thing I don't like is that they lured you in on Instagram by saying, get 50,000 followers in this amount of time. And I don't like that. And even though they, on the webinar, they said, look, you're not going to get that many. It's about hard work. They were doing the standard techniques that even I would coach people through, but I would never say you're going to get 50,000. And I feel like that's such a bad mindset. And it's very, I think it's so 2019, to be honest, to say that. Like, it really is. Like, we all know now with lockdown and everyone's suddenly having to do their own social media, we've realized that doesn't happen. It takes years, to be honest. It really does. Yes, if you keep posting bum selfies, maybe you will get somewhere. But, you know, it's not for business purposes. Well, look, we're not here to judge. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, God, it would be so easy to post a picture of my face or, you know, I don't know, something that I know would perform well, but then I wouldn't get clients because they wouldn't know what the hell I'm posting about. Right. Absolutely. And this is a trap that I feel like we fall into too often. I, when I was putting too much pressure, so I took a bit of a break from Instagram recently um, and I've come back with abandoned because I'm enjoying it again. But I took a break because I felt this overwhelming pressure of being on the hashtags, making sure that my face was on stories, making sure I was posting content that was getting not the vanity metrics as such, because I don't really care too much, but getting the engagement or getting the reach that I wanted. And I knew 
listeners, I knew the best way of doing that was to stick a photo of my cats looking. (laughs) And admittedly, I have built my brand to include my cats because they're always there. And yeah, I've worked with clients because they're like, I'm a cat person too. Amazing. But now I've come back to it and I'm like, I'm going to post the content that I would want to hear if I was looking for me. Absolutely. It takes a while to try and work out what that is. Yeah, of course it does. And then also with this hashtag stuff, hashtag stuff, <laughs> hashtag stuff, approaching it from a strategic point of view, but having fun with it so that not I'm not putting any pressure on one single post or one single hashtag to perform. I just want to have fun with my content and see how many people can see it. Yeah. That's what I want people to do, to be honest with you. And that will equate to leads and hopefully sales if you're a product base. So it's like if you're having fun, someone else will have fun too. So once that pressure lifts, it's almost like a light bulb goes off and you're like, oh, okay. You know, it's about keeping it simple. Keep your strategy simple. Make it realistic, like so that it's consistent. And then honestly, things will piece together at some point, like everything, like real life. Like, you know, if you're a shop on a high street, it will take a few months for people to realize you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, unfortunately, it is around, I've calculated from my experience managing accounts is that it's around three to six months before you actually start getting some form of relationships built. Yeah, I, I would agree that and second that from a brand and marketing point of view. So like any kind of marketing practice that you put into place, you have to do it consistently for three months because every time you stumble every time you take a week off which I used to do fairly frequently (laughs) guilty yeah I mean it's just one of those things though because we live in a world this is soapbox time listeners Um, I feel like we live in like a computer these days yeah we live on instant gratification like literally you can get I I can get anything delivered to my door within at least 24 hours, if not two hours. Don't have to leave the house. Exactly. Same day delivery. And we expect the same from every aspect of our business. I know. Totally. You've hit the nail on the head there. We do. It's the now mentality. Now, 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 now. I want it. Millennials. Right now. It should be there now. (laughs) Why is it not knocking at my door? (laughs) Yeah. But then when you think about your shopping habits, I mean, how many times, admittedly, look, we've all been there at three in the morning when we've had a glass of vino, when we've seen that extra cute fluffy cat bed on Instagram's, you know, adverts that then follows you around for 24 hours and you're like, fine, I will just buy it. But other than that, I don't feel like I would, I would certainly never invest in, say, a branding expert or a social media manager on the basis of one post. Like it just wouldn't happen. I probably wouldn't do it on one platform. I would go and have a look everywhere. And it's it's actually a good point on that is just is to add that if you're service-based business, it's a lot harder to see any form of result right away with services like if someone sees me they might not need a social media now but I'm planting the seed for when they do or when they're ready and it's I think it's the same with branding you know it's a chunk of money that people don't think is essential but it is a necessity now um a lot of people sort of be like "Ah, I'll do it when I can afford it and then suddenly they get to a point they realize we need that we actually need that it's actually like having uh, an office space you know it's as essential as that if you if you need one so event it's just about planting that seed that will eventually you know you're in people's minds at the end of the yeah. day 
Absolutely. I put a post out the other day that, that got very good engagement, <laughs> thank you very much, um, which was about not getting, you don't show up to get clients because that's not what we're here to do. What we're here to do is be there when they're ready to find us. Absolutely. I'm here for people or I'm here when you need it. Yeah. And I've been here every day or every few days or at least every week for the last X number of months. So you know that I'm not just going to vanish into the abyss. Absolutely. I'm trustworthy. I'm, I'm transparent. I'm here every day. Like you said, I'm showing up for work and you're committed and that's huge. And people do pick up on that for sure. I agree. I think that that's, and I think like anything that you can do, like we were saying, anything that you can do that can reaffirm that you're the right person. So the hashtags that you're using, they'll see them in your posts. They'll see the way that you present them. You'll, you'll show up in searches under those hashtags. Like why wouldn't you use them in order to have that extra connection? Absolutely. I mean, for example, I showed up in Hawaii apparently. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is amazing. I've actually manifested a life in Hawaii anyway, and I'm halfway there. And a client, she was like, she's, you know, and I was like, she's in California at the moment, moving to Hawaii. And then she was like, yeah, I want to work with you. <laughs> I was like, well, that's awesome. I'm closer to my dream, but also the fact that I've reached that far because of my name, my business name, has brought us together. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was such a good example of like, you know, it was like you said, one of the, like we had a conversation before this, it's a little sign that you're doing something right. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And your hashtags using the fact that you incorporate your business name within your hashtags and you're consistent with your content will absolutely have helped that to happen. Uh, Well, yeah, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So I, I do have one last question, which is more of a practical side, because we've talked a lot around the strategy side. So when it comes to easily accessing your hashtags, this is something that I have, since I've been developing a hashtag strategy for within my business, I've been using Trello because Mm -hmm. I flipping love Trello, (laughs) which is, if you are not familiar with it, Trello is a free app, I guess, that you can use either on desktop or on your phone where you can create like boards and cards. And it's just like an organizational tool. Highly recommend it if you're looking. Um, How do you work with either work with your clients or how would you recommend the listeners can kind of batch their hashtags together so that when they're writing a post, they can easily access all of their hashtags in one go rather than having to type them out all the time? So um, similarly to you, actually, I started using and actually a client introduced me to this concept. I never thought about it before. Asana. I use Asana, very similar to Trello, very similar to like Monday.com. Um, and now I have boards. I have in my, all my clients as projects. Well, yeah, separated as projects. And then within those, I have columns, um, which is the dashboard. And I have, for example, social media schedule. So I actually write out every single post and I can see it um, as a schedule. I don't automate the schedules from there, obviously. You can't do that. But um, yeah, I have it all what I call mapped out. So I have like content ideas in one column. Then I have hashtag sets, content pillars, so that everything is there and it makes it so easy. I used to have to go from Apple Notes to like like something else and then something else. And actually, believe it or not, this one tool has meant that I can actually expand my business. I can take on more clients because everything is just flowing and everything's in one place. And also my clients can see and have their input. If they want to drop an idea in, they're part of that Asana team, so they can come in and drop it in if they want. Um, and it's just massively helped. And even a doctor, like I worked with a surgeon, and he was like, wow, 
this is this app has changed my life I'm using it for everything <laughs> I was like well I'm glad I could help like but you know we're doing like pay as you post so he just pops ideas in or signs you know also signs things off that way too without email chains I like to keep emails as emails and inquiry based or research based um and client stuff is all on Asana yeah I think that that works quite well I think Asana or Trello um because the way I used to do it was I used to have uh, so the benefits listeners of using something like Asana or Trello which are both free to use you can access those freely within your business if you don't want to invest any money that's totally fine I have a separate card which is like a separate block for each set of my hashtags so I can just copy and paste them and you can access them from desktop or your phone which is ideal whereas before I was either putting them in a draft email and saving that draft and just hoping that I never deleted it or I was typing them out every time and that was just ridiculous no no absolutely you can't have that I mean (laughs) I can't have that you can't have it it's just it makes my OCD off so like you like I was the same as you had it in notes apple notes the top like god it just felt so unprofessional to be honest with you more than anything it, just, it was just a hassle yeah so this 100% trail and they're all as good as each other I think it's just whatever's been introduced to you first but yeah and then what I do then is just each hashtag then when I'm writing a post on a particular content theme I then take that hashtag and I just go into it and copy and paste it. And there it is. Yeah, you can copy and paste like the whole blog. So if you've written out, say, the 25 recommended hashtags, like we were saying earlier on, um, around one of your key content pillars, and then you're making a post on that, you can just copy and paste the hashtags in one chunk so that you're not having to keep going back or changing them or remembering or whatever else it is that you do. So I just feel like basically make it as easy as possible for yourself simple easy flow yeah you're more likely to show up regularly and we've already talked about the impact that that has oh I absolutely I like even with my coaching clients a lot of them can do it but they just need someone to be account like to be accountable to to do it and I'm like right so I can see what they're doing on on Asana so I'm like I'll check in on them and I'll be like have you done it and they'll be like oh and they do it and they said just just doing it now (laughs) the fact that it's in one place helps them mentally just think oh god it's not a chore anymore it's just there jump on whenever I feel like it and draft a post if I want nice and easy I highly recommend and I know that this isn't on the subject of hashtags but (laughs) I highly recommend like um Yaz was saying earlier if you choose to use something like Asana or Trello or even if you use like a notes on your phone or something like that don't use a million post-it notes like I used to (laughs) Um, but every time you have an idea for a post whether it's a conversation that you've had that sparked an idea or whether it's something that you've seen that you feel compelled to share or a quote that you've seen or anything like that if you keep those in a central place it means that you are never going to be sat there trying to work out what to post so again it's making it easy for yourself if you've got your content pillars there you've got all of these ideas that you've come up with when you're out and about when you're going for a walk when you've I don't know, grab your phone because you thought of something in the shower <laughs> when you're listening to a song. Exactly. And like even talking to you now, like I'm like, oh yeah, I need to write a post about that. Yeah, that's why I've been writing notes. <laughs> that's it. Like mentally or making a note. And after this, I'll put it in Asana in my content ideas column. And I don't have to write the whole damn thing. I can just draft it. And even just having a title or a topic just helps 
I'll know what to say when I just prompt myself. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that is a really fun, easy way of making social media no longer a chore, which is exactly what you were saying. That's actually my tagline. It's like taking the chore out of social marketing. So it's like, yes. There you go. It could be fun. It could be fun. you You should enjoy your marketing because it can be a fun thing. It's yeah. just doing what works for you and making it as easy as possible. And it's like shouting about your business. Like this is your time to talk about your business. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. This has been amazing. I think that there's been a lot in there. So I'm going to ask one last question, which is if you have one key piece of advice. So if the listeners were to go away and start looking at their hashtag strategy today, straight after this podcast, What would be the one thing that you would recommend that they start with? Um, I would say, remember that there's no one strategy for for every business. Every strategy is going to be different. I think dedicate some time researching and exploring. And I've done a post on this, actually. I think yesterday was about looking beyond trends and, and basically just not thinking about what everyone else is doing. Think about what you want kind of take a very analytical approach, as boring as it sounds, just analyzing who you're actually wanting to talk to, um, how your posts have been performing. Like I said, we do like, even in my coaching sessions, we do analysis. So we do like what worked this week, what didn't work this week. And we actually look at why they didn't work. So remember to, to put your analytical hat on and actually understand why things don't perform as well as they, as you hope they would. But yeah, 100%, just, just remember that, a strategy is different for everybody. And that's key to keep in mind. Brilliant. I think that that's fantastic. And it gives you guys an absolute brilliant place just to start. Because yeah, I mean, you can really ramp up a lot of your visibility with with just using hashtags. So if you haven't been, go for it. And if you have been, like Yaz says, just start by reviewing where you are, how your posts are doing and go from there. Absolutely. And I, and it will work. I promise. <laughs> you heard it here. That was a promise. You can contact me in six months time, be like, nothing worked. I will, I will be solely accountable. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> That's been awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wonderful expertise with us today, Yaz. Hi, I hope it's helped. I think it's been wonderful. So where can the listeners find more of you online? Yeah. So a good starting point will actually be my website, if you believe in what I'm going to say, back to the old days. Um, it's alohasocialmarketing.com. Um, and then from there, it's got all my socials that you can connect with me and LinkedIn even as well. So if you want to connect with me as a business owner, then feel free to do that there. Um, but yeah, that's the source for everything uh, for me. So head there and I'll see you hopefully at some point on a, on a platform. Amazing. Thank you so much, Yaz. And I will put all of your links in the comments below so the listeners can come find out more about you. Um, And join us back here on Thursday, listeners, when Yaz will be sharing her business journey so far. So if you're interested in seeing behind the scenes of her business, then make sure that you tune in for that episode. And until then, I would love to know if this has helped you get a better grasp of hashtags and the role that they could play within your business. And we'd love to hear your results as well. If you go through this process and develop a strategy, make sure you let us know how it's going for you and do that over in our communities on Instagram or Facebook. links are in the show notes as always and I will see you in the brand lounge.